than answers, like why do some people have a way with words and other people not have way? Hi America! (laughs) (laughs) Hello world! (laughs) My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in especially to hear the show then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your light and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce tonight's guests. Firstly, the mysterious and Vesson Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather's mum wears a burqa. She's not a Muslim, she just doesn't want to be seen with Heather's dad. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello, hello. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy... Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle bought one of those CDs that teaches you to speak Spanish in your sleep. But during the night, the CD skipped, and she woke up in the morning stuttering Spanish. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Good evening. (laughs) Spain holds the annual running of the balls, and the winner every year is Charles Darwin. We are on series uh. two <laughs> episode, the Darwin Awards, Darwinism. Oh. We are on 
It's never as much fun when you have to explain it, is it? <laughs> All those people listening to the show can feel very proud of themselves. I There's a lot so. of people sat around the world going, we got that. What's wrong with those people? This is How episode... How long have you got? <laughs> 58 minutes, apparently. Mm. This is episode 99. Can you believe such things? Nice. Amazing. Next week, everyone has to join us. We're going to do a special 100th episode of series two. Really? I've no idea what we're going to do. I will think of something. 99 is a bilingual number with a love of paella and etymology. 99 Red Balloons was a 1983 anti-nuclear protest song by the German singer Nina. Nina famous, of course, for her hairy armpits, like she had a Bigfoot in a headlock. Oh. Germany has some very strange and bizarre laws. There's points to be had straight off the oh. bat. Doing what in Germany while drunk has very serious consequences. Eating a schnitzel. Eating a schnitzel in public in the hours of darkness with a loud shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> very, very dangerous times. Mark my word. There we go. What do you think, Michelle? Schnitzel. Illegal. Driving. Driving is illegal. Serious. <laughs> While drunk. While drunk. Actually, you've got it right, pretty much. Mm. You will instantly lose your license if you're drunk while cycling. It's a cycling. very serious offence, apparently. You will lose your license. You have to then pass a psychological assessment, which takes years before they give you your license back. Really? It's a very Psychological. Cycle. <laughs> you're a psychopath. Oh, <laughs> God, we go. here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's true, I tell you. The interesting thing is, that psychological test is probably based around the fact that why are you on a bicycle when there's no speed limits on the autobahn and you can drive everywhere in a car very fast? But I will give Michelle unprecedented... Huh. Or more questions than answers, half a point. Thank you. What by law does every office have to have in Germany? A stapler. A stapler. By law, <laughs> God forbid, in actuality, can you imagine the panic in a German office if two bits of paper weren't neatly put together? See? There'd be a riot. They need order. Mm. Stapler? <laughs> a Beck's beer dispenser. Wow, you're using your imaginations tonight. It's a window, actually. <laughs> I feel like that's rather boring now. But every, apparently, by employment law, every office has to have a well-ventilated window. Not like us sat in a studio here. Without, With you. Without... Oh, God. We need a Bex dispenser. And a window. Yeah. Heather's on. <gasps> Minus two. This is oh, how boy. the game works. It's also illegal to drill on a Sunday in Germany. <laughs> Tune a piano at night. Keep an urn of ashes in the house or hang out laundry on a Sunday as well. So no luck there for any atheist DIY enthusiast with OCD living in Berlin. Finally, what does the German government pay for for disabled people? Milk. Milk. The government <laughs> milk. will pay for your milk. Milch. That's terrible. What if your disability was having no arms and your name was Hands? <laughs> that would be a hands-free device, wouldn't it? Michelle, what's the government paying for in Germany if you're disabled? I think it might be a, may I say, sex worker? You're on fire! There's even training courses for sex workers to get certified in training in that specialism. 
Wow. That's I watch way too many documentaries. You know a lot about German law, apparently, which is slightly confusing <laughs> and a little bit worrying. Mm-hmm. Agent 99 was a fictional character from the 1960s American TV series Get Smart. Recently, a British spy was caught wearing women's underwear, so obviously a Victoria's Secret agent. Uh, okay. <laughs> Finally. I like that. I actually like that. That made me laugh. You were so proud. Finally, a 99 is a chocolate flake pushed into the ice cream of yeah. an ice cream cone. Mm. Oh, yeah. And is as British as fish and chips, cricket, tea, and the queen. Did you know that? Um, I think I had heard of that somewhere before. No yeah. need to go to Sunday school then. Oh, God. I keep hoping that one day Dairy Queen and Burger King can put aside their differences and become one kingdom all again. (laughs) (laughs) We have a mailbag every week. I love reading out your messages. I love love reading out your letters. If you go to Facebook, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, you can post to your heart's content. Robin posted, how many points does one earn for properly pronouncing Scatawan. How many are you going to give yourself? There is an element of irony in this. Robin, that was great. Thank you so much. You know, I practiced and practiced. (laughs) Saskatchewan. There we go. Kevin in Minnesota then posted minus two if you do it with a Heather Canadian accent. Is that what you did? I don't know what I did. Just the art of reading seems to have escaped me tonight. Alex in Wales posted, just settled down in my lederhosen with a warm milky drink for episode... Oh nice. <laughs> the Welsh are a strange bunch. For episode 98 on Dark Matter Digital Network Radio, who do I need to sleep with to get on the panel? <laughs> I believe that would be my mother seeing it's her house and she's sleeping next door. Ryan in Texas said, Bunk, I think I'm playing the MQTA drinking game in my own mind. Bunk, bunk, bunk. There we are. Nice. Our regular listener, Michelle in New York, posted, Your show is the best. Thank you and the women for making me laugh. Thanks, Michelle. I tell you what. I was saying you. I was speaking to you the other day about this. In a world of turmoil and uncertainty, our MQTA listeners and followers feel like one big happy family all over the world, don't they? Yes. I love it. So uh-huh. much political turmoil, so many nasty things when you turn on the news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, even the followers of MQTA are communicating with one another and cracking their own jokes yeah. on our site. Nice. That makes me very happy. You feel like one big family. Now, just imagine how much fun we'll have when we're all dead. We can go anywhere we want, do anything mm-hmm. we want. Yeah. If you wish to contribute to the letters, to the madness, to the chat, you can visit our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee, where all of tonight's stories are there for you in glorious Technicolor with all the videos, all the photos, and far, far more that we can possibly read out on air. We have five and a half thousand followers on there you can access our shows anytime you wish on soundcloud everything is archived over the last three and a half years if you go to soundcloud.com and search for mqta radio we'll be on there for you if you're walking the dog driving in the car at work or in the gym you can listen to us back to back till your heart's content we're on itunes we're on stitcher we're also on tuning radio and if you like our shows why not give us a nice review or a little smiley face just to bring up our 
profile there and our reviews, that would be fantastic. You can visit our Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's T-I-P-S. We have 91,000 followers on there. And don't forget, you can catch the show first on the Dark Matter Digital Network dot com. If you listen at Friday at 8 p.m. Central Time, you can be the first on there. That's 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. And if you're listening now and it's Friday evening and it's quarter past eight, why not share that on your wall and tell the whole wide world what you're currently listening to? Remember, if you wish to purchase my book, my latest book, Mysterious Midwest, Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead with a Forward by David Ellison of Megadeth. That is now available as well. We've got loads of stuff on YouTube you can look at. If you search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you can have lots of fun on YouTube. There's some fabulous outtakes. And I've actually read several chapters of my book, How to Be a Christian Psychic. So you can search for that as well. Everything is 100% completely free, of course. I had a bit of an interview on Monday. I don't know if you, you saw did, it. Yes. I was interviewed on Fox 9. Wow. It was a fabulous interview. Mm-hmm. It was one of those rare occasions. I will try and post this on Facebook when they put something on their Fox website. But it was one of those rare occasions in life where you walk away thinking, I couldn't have done better than I did in the time I had available. There's something about live television that really gets you sharp and focused, isn't there? Sure. Of course, I'm petrified that, you know, I'm going to urinate myself or <laughs> fall over my worms like I did with Sasquatchian. <laughs> <laughs> it was close enough. But uh, if you're willing to see that, I'm going to put some pictures up on our More Questions and Answers website and Facebook wall, and I'll see if I can put some footage up on there discussing my latest book, and we had a bit of fun with that. We had a very long weekend. Last weekend, I was at the St. James Hotel. It's a famous mm-hmm. old hotel built in 1874 on the banks of the Mississippi in Red Wing. Right. Red Wing is a very, very old town. Lots of Native American activity back there in the day when the paddle steamers used to come up the Mississippi. And Chief Red Wing would meet them with his little swan's wing, dyed red. That's how yeah. the town gets its name. Wow. Very, very haunted building. For several reasons, actually. They actually built that hotel on a Native American burial mound. So they had to dig bodies oh. out of the basement area. So if you want a haunted building, probably the first thing to do is build it on a Native American burial mound. That's going to cause you no end of problems. Oh. And one of my investigators there back in 2008 actually saw a floating phantom head making its way down the corridor. And do you know those Scooby-Doo films and shows where the teeth are chattering in the head? That actually happened. I sat the woman down and her teeth were chattering. So that was quite (laughs) unique. And of course, the biggest maritime disaster in Minnesotan history took place there in, I believe, 1898. There was a paddle steamer called the Sea Wing. And it was a hot summer's day. And it filled up with more people than it could carry. 215 passengers crammed onto this little boat to go on an excursion up the Mississippi. And it turned over. And unfortunately, 98 people drowned. 77 were from Red Wing. Now, very interesting fact. When we were there last year, I saw the most amazing paranormal activity. We were in the basement, which is a big banquet room. And we sat there for an hour watching this strange mist and fog slowly creep across the room. It became thicker and thicker and was inching through the room. 
and we've got this videoed. We decided to sit where we was. We thought if we got up, if we went into the mist, into the fog, it would just dissipate and retract. So we sat there having a moment of awe and wonder, seeing this amazing fog making its way through the room. I wondered if that was the collective group of 77 spirits disembarking from that boat, making their way into the hotel again. Because the accident, they embarked at the back of the St. James Hotel. It's literally... The back of the St. James is a railway station that's no longer in use. And the river, I mean, you could practically hit the river from one of the windows if you had a wee and the wind was in the right direction. But I wondered if the dead people were coming back off the boat and then creeping back into the hotel. That was my theory. Huh. So this weekend, on the Friday night, last Friday night after the show, we went and did an investigation and I was in the conference room and I had the ghost box going and it was scanning all the channels as it does, making its popping noises, going dit, 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 scanning and making white noise. And I said, are there any spirits here that used to be on the sea wing that have come back? And it said, yes. I was talking to a gentleman who said his name was Derek in spirit. And this was in front of all of the guests that were there. And I said, is there a connection between the mist I saw in the basement and the sea wing is it a collective of spirits making their way back into the hotel en masse coming off the river disembarking from a boat that never came back and they said yes and i said where's the best place in the hotel to get better contact with you and they said the vault and the vault is in the basement next to the banquet room back in the day when businessmen used to stay in the hotel they could lock up all of their products so they weren't stolen and valuables of course and they had a small vault in the basement. So in the next vigil, I went into the basement where the vault is and I asked the same questions. I said, can I just get clarification? Is the mist and the fog that we see coming through the basement a collective of spirits from the sea wing disaster? And it said yes again. And I said, how many spirits are here that were on board that ship? And it said 28. I got the same evidence in two separate places on two separate pieces of equipment to clarify that taking place. And I just thought that was remarkable. That was oh. the highlight of my St. James Hotel in Red Wing. Cool. It's a fabulous town, by the way. Mm -hmm. If you get a chance to I go, it. it's a real joy. The shops there mm -hmm. and the architecture. Then on Saturday night, I met a nice gentleman. His name is Doug. He runs Liberty's Restaurant, which is also in town. It's a very, very old building. Stretches along the block, if you like, on the corner there. And we did an investigation. He said he's seen a full-bodied apparition in his basement at least five or six times since 2000. And the last time he saw this full-bodied apparition was two weeks ago. And I said, well, can we investigate? We're in town. I've got my team here. Can we investigate your restaurant? And he said, yes, very kindly. And we went into his basement. He said he was doing some work down there. He's got a bit of a workshop, like most basements of restaurants and, and large buildings of the day. And it's all field rock walls, of course, very thick, four or five feet thick in some places. And he said the gentleman was wearing 1940s, 1930s clothes. He had a tan pair of pants on, a light blue shirt, was medium height, and he had what I would describe as a flat cap on his hat. Okay. Flat cap, kind of, you know, like uh -huh. with a little stud at the front to keep it down. And yeah. And he said this ghost just walked through the basement and just fixed him with a stare. They looked at each other. So it's intelligent. It knows he's there. And it walked around the corner. So Doug ran after it and it had disappeared. 
wasn't there anymore. And he saw this two weeks ago, and he's wow. regularly seen it throughout the course of him owning the building since 2000. Now, we put a team down there. Bearing in mind this was only last week and we're still going through the evidence. One of my team leaders, Brian, said that in his vigil, he thought he saw at the end of the corridor this man staring at him, looking at him, a ghost. Wow. And we had IR cameras, static IR cameras on tripods set up in that basement. So we're now going through all our evidence review to see if we now have video footage of the ghost in Liberty's restaurant in Red Wing. And cool. uh, maybe in wow. a couple of weeks when we finish going through that process, I'll be able to post, hopefully, some evidence of capturing that ghost on film. That'd be awesome. Can so I we, ask, Adrian, what did the restaurant used to be? It was many things, actually. Oh, it, was so a, it was a grocery store at one time, and uh, it was a pool hall, so that was there. And it's gone through many incantations in the last sort of 120, 130 years. Sure. But there was a lot of energy, just the walls themselves. The walls were buzzing. They were thick field rocks but when you touched them it felt like wasps it was buzzing mm. and we put our emf meters against it and they really registered a high reading for those familiar with paranormal investigating on the mel meter there was a reading of 11.3 milligors just on the wall the energy being created by this limestone so it was quite remarkable the whole place that's was buzzing high. that's huge you wouldn't expect huge. that from a fuse box in a theater wow you should be getting a headache from that I wonder if the ghost down there is so prominent. And again, the gentleman Doug said it wasn't see-through. He looked solid like a proper human would, but he said he was a little hazy around the edges. He wasn't diaphanous? Oh, you're not getting points ah, for that this early in the game. I like it. He wasn't diaphanous. I tell you what, I'll give you two points and you're back to zero. How does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> but that was a lot of fun. And uh, if you get a chance, Liberty's Restaurant is a fabulous place. We ate there before we investigated. And I would highly recommend that, as I would... Red Wing itself. What an amazing place. They've got a chocolatiers there that makes chocolates by hand. There's the Red Wing it's Shoe awesome. Company. Red mm -hmm. Wing Pottery, of course, is very famous. Like Red Wing Shoes. Red mm -hmm. Wing Shoes. Definitely a place. It's perfect for you, isn't it? Shoes and chocolate. Excellent. And ghosts. What more, what more could you possibly yeah. <laughs> want in life? Well, we start the first round. That is ghosts and hauntings. I am yet to score. Michelle has managed to score... One and a half. <laughs> Yay! Heather flirted with minus two, but has dragged herself back to a duck egg. <laughs> George Best's ghost moving furniture around the house reveals his widow, Alex. George Best was a very famous soccer player in the mm -hmm. 1960s and 70s uh -huh. in Britain. He's yep. often called one of the best British soccer players. He was actually from Northern Ireland, but he's considered Pele, who's considered the best soccer player that's ever lived actually said that George Best was the best player. Wow. So when Pelly says that George Best was the best player that ever played the game, you have to take notice. But he famously on a chat show, someone asked him where all his money went. Where did all your money go? Where did, you, where did you do with all your money? And he said, I spent it on cars, drinking and women, and the rest I squandered. Wow. <laughs> That's clever. He says, the widow of the Manchester United hero revealed the lovely surprise that her husband's ghost moves her furniture and switches lights on and off at her Surrey home. Hidden keys and a missing mobile are also the work of Bestie's cheeky ghost, according to the 44-year-old former model. Alex found out from a medium that her husband, who died of an alcohol-related organ failure in 2005, loved her too much to leave for good. The revelation left her speechless. 
US psychic Michael Cordori told Alex that the lingering spirit of the all-star striker is the reason she's been unable to fall in love again. Best Widow believes her late husband followed her from two previous houses and now considers him part of the furniture. The blonde beauty was convinced of the spiritual reading when Condori told her of an event only she and George knew about. Michael gave me details of a very special and personal occasion that was only known to George and myself. The bucket of soapy frogs incident. <laughs> it was about when we first got together we had no money and George had bought me an engagement ring that was a token gift when our finances improved he actually bought me a new engagement ring at Christmas I had seen a ring and showed it to my mum in the shop I said to my mum can you get George to buy me the diamond ring it was so beautiful George made a song and dance about it oh no I've not bought you that but in actual fact he had if you wish to read more about the ghost of George Best moving furniture around and hiding things, ghosting into the penalty box unmarked, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee, and everything is there for you. I shall give myself two points for being informative and interesting. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? A terrifying video appears to show a ghost in a hijab appear over a young girl's shoulder as she was singing to her webcam and getting ready to post her video online. The young girl was singing her own version of the song Count on Me by Bruno Mars when she decided to record her performance. Well, she deserves everything she gets there. <laughs> <laughs> but when she watched the video back, she was completely terrified by what she saw. In the background, on the right-hand side of the screen, a shadowy figure suddenly appears in the background. It seems to walk past the camera before disappearing completely. According to a caption alongside the footage, the girl thought she was home alone while she was recording, making the strange figure even more terrifying. The spooky video was posted on YouTube on January 16th when the words, My friend's cousin was home alone one day making a music. <laughs> she had uploaded this and didn't realize what was in the background until she rewatched it later. It is on the right-hand side of the screen above her left shoulder, right in the beginning of the video. The only pet they have is a cat. But I'd like to see the cat. <laughs> it's a big cat. Go and get a pillowcase <laughs> or a bed sheet and just creep around with its arms out in front of it, scaring you in the middle of the night. This wow. is the sort of thing cats would do. Oh, yeah. You think so? Absolutely. <laughs> Mine would. <laughs> but the girl has reportedly already dismissed the cat theory by saying the figure was too large and too dark. It's a cat Ooh. with stilts on. This is where I'm, it's a stilted, a stilted cat, cat with a bedsheet over it said I shall give you two remarkable points a ghost hunter says he's caught the spirit of Queen Elizabeth I on a camera at a stately home 600 years after she secretly stayed there she gets around yeah. Obviously a new meaning for the word secretly I hadn't previously been aware of. Steve Wesson, 44, visited Strelly Hall near Nottingham during an investigation with UK ghost hunts in the hope of snapping a spook. However, the Paranormal Event Company co-founder got more than he bargained for when he unwittingly filmed what he thinks could be the Virgin Queen silently hovering in a cellar archway. Why would the Queen 
be in a cellar archway. No way. There's no way Queen Elizabeth I <laughs> would no. be anywhere near <laughs> a cellar. The video posted on YouTube shows a translucent figure, almost diaphanous. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, give myself some points. Oh, God. <laughs> Appeared for 10 seconds before vanishing into thin air, just like Heather's points. <sighs> Dad of one, Steve has since returned to where he believes the Tudor monarch appeared and claims to have possibly caught her on camera for a second time. Now, why does he think it's her? Because apparently, secretly, she stayed there once. This is code, for we have no historical proof that anyone ever stayed here. <laughs> but we're running a ghost event at this building, and we want you to pay to come along. Yes. It's bunk! <laughs> <sighs> he says, I've just been through so many hours of footage and never seen anything like that before. Aww. It's just amazing. Aww. Apparently, it's Queen amazing. Elizabeth I slept above where this was taken, as that's where the old rooms were. No one ever talked about it. As for some reason, she wasn't supposed to be there. It was all a bit hush-hush. Some sort of secret. It was a liaison. Fascinated by the footage, Steve returned to the spot last week and claims to have caught Her Majesty on camera again. Steve said, I stood in the archway where the figure was after taking the picture and there was nothing there. I don't know if it's Queen Elizabeth I, but it would be really cool if it was. That's change of tune, isn't it? It is. Yeah. 45 seconds ago, the headline was Ghost Hunter Films <laughs> Spirit of Queen Elizabeth I at Historic Hall. By the end of the story, yeah. I don't know if it's Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> but it would be really cool if it was. Let's pick some. John Lennon may secretly have been in our studio at some point. Yes. I've got no historical proof to back that up, but if you give me a lot of money, we can do a paranormal investigation and we can imagine... Uh. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Teen captures screaming child ghost and killer face in horror footage at a slaughterhouse. Can we have a killer wow. child and a screaming what? I thought it might be better to shake it up. <laughs> Katie Moret, 19, was taking photos and video during a ghost hunt at the village in Mansfield, Nottinghamshire, in an old slaughterhouse. The following day, the teen was stunned to spot an eerie face peering out from a wall support in one spooky snap. Katie believes the spirit child and his killer materialized as the ghost hunters took part in a table-tipping event similar to a Ouija board. In a slaughterhouse? Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. <laughs> what else would you take to a slaughterhouse? Yeah. Some sheep. <laughs> I've got me some sheep and a bolt gun. A ham. A ham. Oh. You're getting towards the end of the process there a little bit, to be honest. I've been haunted by blood a Blood sausage. You've oh. been haunted by a blood sausage, have you? Yes. Good luck with that. It's no good. Do you want some holy water to sprinkle on that? Are you, how many people have been haunted by blood sausage? Well, what makes a slaughterhouse haunted? All the deaths. Oh. It's like the soap factory in Minneapolis. Thousands and thousands of animals have been slaughtered there. Yeah. So it wouldn't it be an animal spirit? That is true. It would be an animal spirit. I can't disagree with you. Uh, that's all. 
I'll give you more information in just a minute. It had another life other than a slaughterhouse. Oh, really? Oh, wow. It's one of those slaughterhouse orphanages you read so exactly. much about. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they need a job. Oh, anyway. Okay, so similar to a Ouija board, as the ghost spells out words, legend has it that a woman named Catherine was murdered at the village along with her child. Katie from Seltston, Nottinghamshire, said, My blood ran cold when I was listening back to the footage. My blood ran cold. When they were asking for a little boy, you could hear as plain as day a little child scream. It just makes me go cold talking about it right now. So don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> the village dates back to the 1800s and was once a slaughterhouse before used as a malt house. What's when, a malt house? When did we start doing acting? Where was I when that memo came along? That's I, all guessing, we ever do. A malt house, I'm guessing, is where they make beer mm -hmm. malted. It's barley. Oh, and here I'm thinking it's like a malt shop. You know, oh, <laughs> from the, I, the Dairy Queen <laughs> yes. of England. It, in Britain in the 16th century, before it was a slaughterhouse, they had soda fountains and milkshakes. Of course they did. <laughs> And Bobby And socks. it brought the boys to the yard. <laughs> this is why the education system in America is letting us down. Katie added that I've read that a little boy was murdered by a man there, and I'm putting two and two together with the footage. We're quite taken aback by it. It's extraordinary. And I'm really quite pleased with the photo and the video. I love that story. Everything's happening in Nottingham. Do you know there's mm -hmm. themes yeah. every week? There yes. seems to be a place to be, doesn't it? Nottingham, the home of Robin Hood. I'm going to give you a nice big little John and you're going to get three points. So you're Ooh. now up to four and a half. I have one last story in the round that is ghosts and hauntings. A granddad has been left spooked after an old family photograph he restored appeared to show the ghostly figure of the subject's dead wife. William Robinson, 66, was handed the old glass negative and decided to get it professionally restored to recover the photograph. But when he got it back, he was stunned to see a black and white image of a seated Edwardian gentleman with the ghostly head of a woman hovering above him. It's bunk, I saw it. Okay, and we now move into the round. That is UFOs and cryptozoology. This is one of those old Victorian Edwardian photographs uh -huh. where they do a double exposure yes. and the woman's head is seen hovering. That's right. But then have you seen those ones where the wife is headless and he's yes. kind of got her head on his lap or under his yeah. arm? This is a joy, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's a fun picture, but it's bung. Mm. I didn't even get to the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on then. Well, it's, it's pointless now, isn't it? I mean, I feel as if I've had the stool kicked out from under me. It's just Aww. a big disappointment from now on. Look at this. It? Can you see this? I know. It's the smallest. It's no good doing actions on the radio. No one can see them. For the benefit of our listeners, she's playing what I believe to be the world's smallest violin at the moment. <laughs> The one thing you can be aware of, though, is the fact that she's now on minus four. Oh! All right, minus three. I'm easily swayed by public and popular demand. If you wish to see the floating Edwardian head as I throw three pages of story on the floor, you are more than welcome to do so. The paper's very absorbent, so it's not going to go to waste. We do actually now run into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. 
An eagle-eyed net user claims to have filmed a family of Yeti yes. roaming wild. Yeti. Love it. It's so, Yeti. Yeti. A family of Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> and it depends whether it's Latin or Greek, doesn't it, really? <laughs> Sounds like the Mall of America, though. A shock footage was taken at Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming and appears to show several shadowy figures lurking in the snow. I know it's a similar thing. I know it was done on this, but I always think of Yogi Bear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bubble. Smarter than the average bear, Bubble. Yeah, oh, Yogi. Okay. Oh, it's Lord. a big in your basket. No, 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 I'm not getting any points. <laughs> the footage appears to show several shadowy figures lurking in the snow. It's the Mall of America. YouTube user Bahinko recorded the footage from one of the park's live feeds and uploaded it online. It shows at least six heavy set figures moving in the distance. Posting the footage online, Bahinko wrote the video is poor quality, yet it provides some info about body shapes, movement, and behavior. They were all going to Golden Corral, weren't they? Yes, it was the all-you-can-eat <laughs> buffet. You've seen the Yeti family, you? all lined up. Wow. The manager sat there weeping in his office as he goes bankrupt. He says, so it's up to the viewer to determine whether or not they're human. But my gut feeling tells me they're not. I didn't think they looked French. The oh no! The spooky footage was taken from a webcam monitoring the 3,500 square mile park's old faithful geezer. Is it a geezer or a geyser? We say geyser. We yeah. say geezer. Let's call the whole thing off. Bahinko added the park's webcam normally trained on old faithful suddenly zoomed in on a geezer erupting off in the distance. Geyser. And was also... <laughs> 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 things you get corrected for it's always amusing and funny isn't it when an american corrects your english well, when you say geezer i think of some old fart yeah, sitting old on a rocking dude. chair on his front porch that's what it is the area around the geezer was subject <laughs> to a similar claim in 2015 when conspiracy theorists claim they saw bigfoot walking amongst a herd of buffalo or Buffalo, as we call them in England. <laughs> That's Buffalo Bigfoot Bill. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in a round of Green Men and Hairy Beasties? I have got a love story <gasps> oh, in cryptozoology. A cryptozoology oh, love story. No. Oh, okay. Does it involve singles from Iowa? Yes. How does a primate find a date when they're confined to an urban jungle? Orangutans in a Dutch zoo may get a high-tech helping hand thanks to a research project that is being likened to a Tinder dating app for apes. I for love it. I love <laughs> orangutans. Great? So there's hope for your ex then. That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> right? Controversial. The research at the Apel Hall Primate Park on the outskirts of the Dutch city of Appledorn is investigating the emotional responses of orangutans and bonobos to images of the same species they are shown on a touch screen. On oh, a touch screen. That's right. Biologist Thomas Bionda said Wednesday the screen could help determine an ape's preference between prospective mates as part of a breeding program. We want to help our animals and maybe other zoos' animals to make a 
choice. That's my own decision. Dutch, is it? That's <laughs> Dutch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Double Dutch. Animals have to like each other. My Mr. Own Bond. <laughs> Great. Have a banana. <laughs> we used to have the Dutch as our fourth biggest listeners on this show. Oh, goodness. My own hopes that having apes check out the images on a computer screen could help determine the compatibility of a prospective pair. In the meantime, the primate park has another problem. Building an orangutan-proof touchscreen. The screen in the primate sleeping area was recently destroyed by a young female called Semboja. <laughs> and so now they have to find a different screen. I'm thinking she didn't like her options. I think so, too, or she didn't get a text back. That's right. You know, if I text you, you text back. That's right how on. it works. Aren't you supposed to wait a couple of days just so you don't seem that interested? Oh, that works. Do you think so? Mm-mm. No. Redhead, loves bananas and throwing defecation, must have own tyre. <laughs> Michelle, <laughs> what have you got for me tonight in the round oh. of UFOs and cryptozoology? The Prime Minister of Grenada, Eric Gary, went to the United Nations to call for an international probe into UFO sightings and reports of alien life. Experts he brought with him testified that UFOs are real as he presented his case to the Special Political Committee at the UN, desperately calling for a global commission. Documents dealing his appearance at the UN have now been released by WikiLeaks. We need to come alive to its responsibilities and take a serious look at the UFO phenomenon. P.M. Gary told the committee that he had come before them in New York because of his deep personal conviction that UFOs were one of the worldwide importance and significance. He presented his UFO resolution in 1978, and the committee was told he was bringing the subject because Grenada, the Caribbean nation he once governed from 1974 to 1979, trod where mightier nations have feared to tread. Grenada at the forefront of ufology research. Yep. Who knew? I don't even know if we have any listeners in Grenada. Probably I hope not. so. We'll have to have a look. Send us a message. Footage has emerged which purports to show a UFO flying over a volcano in Mexico. In the bizarre video, a glowing orb can be seen floating towards the active Kalima volcano in the Central American country. The object flies at a low altitude past the active volcano before vanishing behind some rocks. The video was shot on a webcam to monitor the activities around the volcano in the west of Mexico. They also saw a family of Bigfoot on their way to the Mall of America. (laughs) (laughs) I've got no proof for that. I can't back that up. It was filmed on Sunday and has not yet been officially identified. The footage was then posted to Live League where the internet users speculated on the origin of the UFO. One user wrote, aliens, definitely aliens. Another commented, it's swamp gas, it's near a volcano. Swamp gas. A third suggested probably fireworks or homemade lanterns. They set those off in the area. The column of ash was more than four kilometres high, according to the National Coordinator of Civil Protection, Luis Espinosa. Those living in the close vicinity of the volcano have been warned to take precautions with ash, likely to fall health officials have also warned them to stay inside and avoid driving you don't want to hit one of those fast moving volcanoes they just jump straight out in front of you and that one was meant to be dormant 
This is very strange. There's like whole balls of glowing light coming out hmm. of this volcano. But I do believe that ball lightning is very active around volcanoes. So it may oh, be yeah. climactic conditions. You can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee, and you can see the video footage for yourself. Now, just like Nottinghamshire, you wait all year for stories to come along from Nottingham, and you get two. Now we've got another one from Mexico. It's all happening. Nice. For huh. UFOlogy. In Mexico this week, mysterious footage showing a fleet of UFOs flying over the US-Mexico border has eerily gone missing from the internet. The 14-minute clip showed a cluster of seven or eight shining lights hovering above the bustling border control in Tijuana, Mexico. Illegal aliens, green aliens with green cards apparently. <laughs> Customs and border <laughs> officials on duty were so enthralled by the flying saucers they ditched their post to watch and film the display. I'm sure nothing untoward happened in their absence. Cars stopped and beeped their horns as hundreds stared skywards in disbelief at what they were seeing. But after the footage was posted on Instagram, attracting more than 30,000 views and 200 comments, it quickly disappeared without a trace. The video and its subsequent vanishing act has now set conspiracy theorists' tongues wagging. A UFO monitor group said the footage was captured on the Tijuana border on the Mexico side. The footage captures what can best be described as a fleet of extremely large grouping UFOs that look like they're stopping traffic or at least slowing it down. Even border patrol agents are seen with their cameras, eyes up, focusing on these objects that seem to be just littering the clouds. This was posted on Instagram, but then the page was removed. The footage has been taken down. This is actually really strange. It had around 30,000 views and a couple of hundred comments, but now it's gone. It had only been up there for a few hours. If you wish to see the aliens held at the airport after landing, you're welcome to go to our <laughs> Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. We now move into the final round of the night. It is the round of the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Miss Morris, you are currently on one. What have you got for me tonight in the round of SMB? Well, if you've been feeling a bit rough lately, but can't figure out what's wrong, maybe you just need an old lady to lick your eyeball. Oh, Jesus. No. <laughs> no. 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 Please. We know you've probably been thinking... That's just gross and weird. I've not been tongued by an old woman for some time. <laughs> but this is actually a thing. And according to oh. the 80-year-old who does the oh. licking, no. it no. actually works. No. Hava Salibic, or Nana Hava, as she is known to the locals in her village of Bosnia and Herzegovina. Bosnia-Herzegovina, we call that. Yeah. Hertz or what? Is that like a... Hertz Donut. Hertz Donut. <laughs> Do you want a Hertz Donut? You learned from that, didn't you? I've still got the burn marks. <laughs> well, she has supposedly cured 5,000 people using the unusual techniques. She claims to be the only person in the world who possesses the ability to heal with her tongue. Oh, I doubt it. But makes <laughs> the 10 euros she charges seem something of a bargain. Hava uses her tongue to remove pieces of lead. 
Well, who's got lead in their eye? When Iron. That's oh. Bosnia-Herzegovina. They've all got <laughs> shrapnel and... Shrapnel. Cool. I've got a lead soldier in my eyeball. <laughs> Cole sawdust and glass from eyeballs after sterilizing her mouth with alcohol. There's more germs. Lots of alcohol. There's more germs in the human mouth than on a toilet seat. It's ridiculous. Oh, how do you know? I bit my fingernails once and it came up green. Oh, <laughs> God. It is. Patients raise their eyelids so she can begin the licking in search of a foreign body. No. no. Oh, it's come out. <laughs> Pop your eye back in. Like a, like a pickled onion moving around. She's got three teeth and she's moving a pickled oh, onion little around. Little stumpy teeth. No. I learned this from a woman. That's the was, best Bosnian Herzegovina accent I've ever heard. Who was also called Ava. She explained. Was she one of the Muppets? Unfortunately, I cannot pass this on to my descendants because my children are too disgusted to put their tongue on someone's eye. Rather bizarrely, <laughs> that does actually sound like an old eye-licking woman from one of the old Yugoslav states. It's quite remarkable. Want me to try it? <laughs> I'm not putting my eyeball in there. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. I can't commit to that. I have been told that people will cut out my tongue when I die so the village can continue to treat the people. <laughs> two! That's two drinks! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> tongue when she dies <laughs> so they can continue the village <laughs> I mean what's worse than having an old woman's tongue in your eye <laughs> having a, a dead, dead old woman's tongue <laughs> in your eye <laughs> <laughs> I had to keep it in pickling vinegar just to keep it supple <laughs> do you lick your own eye or someone else <laughs> if you've got the old woman's tongue you could cure all manner of things at that point Anything's open to be curing, isn't it? Oh Perianal warts, <laughs> sclerosis. Anything's possible at that point. Baldness, gangrene. Oh God! Her patients oh, no. are not only restricted to locals with people from the Americas to Russians traveling in search of her services. Traveling. You could post it. You could go around the world, post it to wherever it's needed. You, you could. You could pickle it in different flavors, too. You wouldn't even need to lick the envelope down. Oh, God. There are a lot of those modern medicines that could not help them, she added. I they, thought we've dealt with disabilities. I thought we covered that. They came to oh, no. me out of the hospital with the big swollen eyes, and I cleaned them, and I removed the speck. It's Mother Shipton as we live and breathe. I don't charge for those who are not employed and have no money. So she's not... No one's paying her for a but, licking. No, but my stuffers normally costs around 10 euros if you can afford me. She cleared my granddad's hemorrhoids <laughs> up, by the way. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be the second person, would you? There's a line. You've got something stuck in your oh. eye, and the person ahead of you's got hemorrhoids. Oh, what if it's stuck in both <coughs> eyes? Do you get a two-for-one? Is it oh. 20 euros? <laughs> Wow. Buy one, get one free. You've had a rough day if it's stuck in both eyes. 
Mm-hmm. Are we done? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> oh my God, Heather. You can go to the next story now. <laughs> it's almost like she's in the room, isn't it? It's remarkable. <sighs> the RSPCA was called out to catch a stray snake in an attic, which turned out to be a child's cuddly toy. A welfare officer made the discovery at a property in Surrey after being called by a distressed homeowner. It is one of a string of calls made to the animal welfare charity where people have mistaken objects for living creatures. The RSPCA is urging the public to double-check before raising the alarm. Other call-outs include a report in November that an owl had been sitting on a roof for more than four days and appeared unable to move. (laughs) Inspectors discovered the creature was, in fact, made out of plastic. Nice. A month later, Animal Collection Officer Alan Farr was asked by a homeowner to help find a trapped bird which was making a peeping noise in her loft. After searching around and unable to find the mystery bird, I then went into the front room and found a smoke alarm beeping after the battery had gone flat, he revealed. Really? Others others include a call made about an escaped tortoise in a garden which turned out to be a stone. (laughs) It could be worse. It could have turned out to be a meat pie and you're going to be wondering what's going around in the microwave. A caller told the RSPCA a cat was stuck in the cavity of a wall after hearing a noise. It turned out to be coming from a computer game in a nearby bedroom. An officer was dispatched to help a bird tangled in an aerial, which was revealed to be a kite attached to the aerial to deter wild birds. The RSPCA was called to a report of an animal stuck under a floorboard making a yowling noise, which it discovered was a rosebush scraping on a window. RSPCA spokesman Dermot Murphy said we know that people mean well and that most of the calls are not made in malice and although we would like to be able to help everyone we simply haven't got the staff to personally investigate each and every issue that the public brings to us. We must prioritize to make sure we get to the animals most in need. One woman saw a Bigfoot in the woods in Yellowstone Park but it turned out to be a tree stump. Michelle, (laughs) what have you got for me tonight in the round of the strange and the bizarre? They must be nuts. Hurrah. Nuts. Ninja squirrels swap martial arts moves as they fight it out in a photographer's garden. Wow. Yeah. They were kung fu fighting. These ninja-like squirrels went nuts as they tussled in a dramatic aerial duel. Amateur snapper Martin Docker, 47, from the Isle of Dogs, East London, spotted the pair going toe-to-toe in his back garden and grabbed his camera to capture the titanic tussle. The maintenance worker captured the duo appearing to fly through the air to land roundhouse kicks, wrestling-style spear moves, and judo-esque throws. They're just showing off now. (laughs) (laughs) And he was thrilled when he saw his snaps packed a punch. Martin said, I'm always out and about taking photos, and I have a lot of birds foxes, and other animals running around the garden, but this time the wildlife came to me. I have a family of squirrels in the garden, and when I looked out the window, they were just going completely nuts. So I grabbed my camera, and I jumped out of the window, wow, Hurrah! <laughs> and I started shooting. I wasn't able to get as close as I would have liked, as I didn't want to scare them off. I was in the right place at the right time, and the photos are full of action. Martin said the ninja comparison came right away as I'm into martial arts and I like watching martial arts, so that made the photos quite special. My favorite photo is where they are both airborne. 
because it is what it is really about, and it's got a nice bit of action and plenty going on. Squirrel martial arts. Ninja squirrels. They're going to get themselves a ninjury. Ninjury. They're interesting. I've seen these photographs. If people wish to see these, these are amazing images. You can go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, and you can see two squirrels attacking one another using martial arts. Heather, you have the last story of the evening. Well, the next time you're trying to convince a newly goth 17-year-old not to get their ears gauged, why not tell them the tale of one Ashley Glaw, a Portland resident with ear gauges and a pet python, who recently (gasps) became internet famous for getting her python lodged in her earlobe. That's nasty. I saw pictures. It really is nasty. Apparently, Glaw and her pet snake, Bart, were just hanging out, as the snakes and humans do, when Bart slithered his way through the hole in her ear. This is how the whole thing started, isn't it? Where woman Eve started hanging out with snake and everything went downhill from then on in, really, (laughs) didn't it? Well, I'll wait while you scream into a bag for about 10 minutes. It turns out Bart was hanging out on her shoulders when Glaw thought she that uh, he had actually started attacking her head, and she froze instantly. If he forces his way through, he's going to split my earlobe. And it was a rather large snake, and the picture I saw was half of him sticking out one side and half of him sticking out the other, and it, oh is, my it is actually pretty disgusting. According to CNN, the snake wasn't attacking, but pythons just like hiding in holes. So it saw the hole and wanted to go in, and then it slithered halfway. And it was probably at least about a two-foot snake, if not a little longer. Oh, that's so gross. And so Gloss said she tried to get him out by herself, but couldn't. So she said that she called the fire department, and they came. And they were unable to remove Bart, so instead Gloss said she went to the emergency room where doctors numbed her ear. Num, 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 num. And lubed her and Bart up and were able to get the snake out of the hole. Oh, my God. (laughs) And that, children, is why you never let a snake near your gauge hole. Nice. And while the fire brigade are trying to help us, some poor bugger down the road's having his house catch fire. (laughs) We now move into the final round of the evening, which is not for your mother. That means you've now found us in our archives. So thank you for being tech savvy. Why don't you give us a nice smiley face or write us a review while you're here, especially if you're on iTunes. This is the round where your mother is of a nervous disposition. She needs to be removed from the room. If you've got minors running around, send them off to bed with a glass of milk and a cookie. A man who has an eight-inch bionic penis is set to become a porn star after landing a million-dollar deal. But it's only eight inches. Ma, what do you mean only? You've been spoiled. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What's so bionic about it? It lasts for two hours. Mohammed Abad was fitted with a $120,000 prosthetic member on the National Health Service in 2013 after losing his willy in a childhood car accident. I told you to put it away. You won't be happy till it's gone. A 44-year-old security (laughs) guard from Edinburgh lost his virginity last year during a two-hour romp with a sex worker called Charlotte Rosen who waived her $200 fee to bed him. But now, Bang Brothers, one of the biggest adult film production companies in the world, has offered Mohammed a life-changing role 
as a porn star. Bang Brothers producer Colin Ray, 43, told the Daily Star Online, We at Bang Brothers are very intrigued about the guy with the bionic penis. I don't remember this on the bionic man. Faster, fatter, stronger. What is that, Jason? It's a noise Freddy? he made when he, like, jumped. jumped <laughs> no, never seen that. I okay. just think of a horror film when you do that. I'm sorry. It's a bit kind of... Yes, it yes, is. Yes, you're going. <laughs> Colin added, the brand are always looking for the next big thing, and they hope they can work Mohammed on a variety of projects. It is not yet known if Mohammed, who currently works seven days a week to make ends meet, will take up the Bang Brothers offer. He will be making more ends meet shortly. Oh. He told it was there. He told the star on Sunday, I get lots of messages from women online who ask me, if I will have sex with them. They've heard about my bionic penis and they want to try it out. They're all very intrigued and they think I can make love for hours. Mohammed's prosthetic device inflates with liquid from his stomach when he presses a button in his testicles. Oh my God, that sounds so nasty. I'm sorry, Mohammed, it's just... He's been banned from going on the bus ever since he scratched his balls. Despite his waning sexual mojo, Mohammed is keen to get hitched as soon as next year, with his parents already working on lining up a suitable match. He said, we're speaking to a few parties at the moment. I don't care what she looks like. She could be tall, short, thin or fat. I prefer personality to looks. My parents will find me a suitable match. He needs to find a woman with bionic parts, apparently. In France... During the Victorian period, there was freak shows that used to travel around the country. There was a man with two willies. Oh, I saw that video. And they... I'm sorry. <laughs> seven brides for a man with seven willies. Uh, apparently, there's somebody for everyone out there. Yes. Because also travelling around France at the same time was a woman who also had two opportunities for him. Now, imagine when you put a plug into the wall is where we're going. It happened. This is a true story. You can look all this up. I'm really looking forward to the wedding night this time around, he continues. My previous wife was very understanding about not being able to have sex. I think they got married, but he didn't tell her he never had a willy. Oh, yeah. So, Surprise! Uh, yeah, Surprise! Yeah, yeah, we did that story. It's true, yeah. <laughs> but of course, it's a barrier. I can't wait to experience that side of things with someone I love. He may be creating another type of barrier. Even though I've not slept with anyone else, I'm glad I've got the whole virgin tag off my back. Apparently, it needs to be serviced every 5,000 miles. Michelle, <laughs> what have you got for me tonight in a round of Not For Your Mother? An Arizona woman stabbed her boyfriend with a pair of scissors after he declined her request to engage in a threesome with a woman that the alleged assailant had met at the local dog park. That's where you find them? At the dog park. So the, <laughs> a woman has met another woman at the dog park, and the boyfriend says, I'm not interested. No. And then she stabbed and him. And then she stabbed him. <laughs> Damn you and your ways. <laughs> According to the police, Teresa Gillard, 42, is facing felony aggravated assault and disorderly conduct charges stemming from a confrontation earlier this month as a residence in Lake Havasu City 
she shares with the victim. As detailed in a police report, Gillard told cops that she wanted to invite her new female acquaintance over for a threesome. As you do. Which she and the victim have always talked about doing. But Gillard added her boyfriend did not want to have a threesome because he wasn't feeling well. He had the flu. It makes you wonder what the woman looked like. Oh, oh yeah, that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look who I've just met down the dog park. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. She's got a healing tongue, apparently. She comes from Bosnia-Herzegovina. <laughs> the couple who have dated off and on since 2008 began quarreling after the threesome proposal was rejected by the victim. A verbal argument between the pair eventually turned physical, investigators allege. As first reported by today's News Herald, as dis the dispute escalated, Gillard allegedly stabbed the victim several times in the arm and abdomen with a pair of scissors. Oh, there's something wow. about scissors, isn't there? Yeah. Scissors are quite... You know, there's certain things in this world that just send a chill down my spine, and scissors are one of them. Mm. I don't like boat propellers either. If you see a boat oh, going know. down yeah. uh -uh. and there's like a propeller still going round, yeah. even if you stand, uh. I've stood next to a giant ocean liner in a dry dock and the propeller is obviously, you know, 50 foot high. It gives me the willies. I oh, can't. Yeah. There's certain things in, in life that scissors and boat propellers. And yeah. a plane propeller? Pray anything. I just, yeah, yeah I can't be doing with that. I tell you what gives me the willies. There's a tunnel that goes under the Thames at Dartford. It's like two miles long in East London. And you go under this tunnel and they've got huge extractor fans sucking out all the exhaust fumes. And you look up and you see this huge fan going oh, around. Yeah. It, that gives me the creeps as well. <laughs> I'm going to write a list of things that give me the willies. I always remember on David Letterman on Stupid Human Tricks, there was a guy who stopped a fan with his tongue. Oh, if any fan wants to write into the show, <laughs> do feel free. <laughs> we'll stop you with our tongue yeah. and then we'll lick your it's eyeball. It's a tongue kind of show. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, she was seriously drunk. She had a 0.13 blood alcohol content. And yeah, she's, uh, she's in a lot of trouble. I must find myself a dog park and go and have a look and see what's around. This is where we are. Wow. Miss Morris, you have the final story in the round that is not for your mother. Well, depending on when you're listening to this, it could be before Valentine's Day, it could be after Valentine's Day, or it could just be if you want to get your special someone something sometime. But I have some gift ideas for you. I, oh, I can't ready? wait. Gift yes. ideas. What about a healing tongue? How would that be? No. I'm not giving you no healing tongue. Blah, 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 blah. Oh. Ick. Okay, so you can find all these. I did some research, which I had fun doing, I might add. And you can find all these gift ideas at stupid.com. I know. Gift right? ideas for Valentine's gift Day. Gift ideas. The, the gifts that keep gizzing. What gizzing? Gizzing. <laughs> I, I had like a jar of gizzards first. That would be... Oh, here pickled we're... gizzards. Nice. Oh, pickled eels. I was thinking about that. <gasps> jelly deals, isn't oh, it? No, 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 Don't, no, no. You can't say anything bad about the jelly deal, madam. The I East heard what London... it's made out of. I saw something and it was nasty. It's yes. like horse hooves or something. Jelly deals. No, jelly deals, strangely enough, are made out of eels. They're not made out of horse What's hooves. What's a jelly me made out of? Well, they boil them up in water and it creates and horse its own... hooves. There's no horse hooves in jelly deals. What's wrong with you? <laughs> 
Cra- gelatin. Eels don't have any feet is the first thing. <laughs> or horses. Or horses. Back in the Victorian period, it was a very cheap food and they would catch eels in abundance all the way oh. along the side of the Thames and no. they'd boil them up in water and it would create its own aspect. Oh. So when it cooled down, it made its own jelly. No. Oh, that's... No. They're very no, good. It's not I've seen happening. people cook them on TV and it's like they're trying to squirm away and they're trying to whack. Well, you oh. normally want to kill them first is the way oh. to go. I eat no. jelly deals. We, we, if we go over to East London, oh, I, no. I will make you eat a jelly deal. No, no, you won't. It's a fish. It's just cut in half. I know. Is it big and long? Like no, they cut it. Nice actions, by the way. <laughs> they, uh, they cut it into like one inch sections, so it's got the backbone running through it. <gasps> oh. And you Do suck, you eat that no, too? No, no, you suck the flesh off the oh. backbone and throw the bone away. You're not eating the backbone. There's got to be so oh, much better food to God. eat. They taste very good. It's very fleshy what does it fish. What taste like? Fish. Oh, no. I love jelly deals. Plenty of salt and vinegar and pepper. Oh. We can take you to a jelly deal oh, shop. God. We'll make that happen. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, let me tell you about the gifts now, okay? Excellent. They're not jelly deals, are they? No. What every woman wants on Valentine's Day is a pint of jelly deals. Okay. Lovely. Get your pen and I'm, paper I'm out. Poised. Ready? I'm Got not... my pen and my bun. Okay. okay. And ready. Okay. Professional poll for a poll dancer or somebody who just wants one in their house. You ready? It is $121.99. You can get that delivered right to your home. I think we should get one maybe in the studio. I would be down with that. And a little stage in the corner with like some... Mm-hmm. As much as you say that, I just don't think Nathan's up for that. Oh. I'm sorry. You could go to the Menards and get a scaffolding pole for half of that. Just thought I'd mention that. No, because it has little rods sticking out of it. You need a smooth, smooth pole. pole. Yeah. You two seem to Brass. be more expert in this yes. area than me. Yeah. I'd, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> All right. Well, the next thing on our list hang, is... Hang on. When did a Valentine's gift include a pole for a pole dancer? Maybe it's her getting it for him, maybe. Can you imagine if she's never done pole dancing? See, I never think they play that music at pole dancing clubs and and gentlemen. It's more like Pour Some Sugar On Me by Def Leppard, I'm led to believe. Or I'm Hot for Teacher. That's the sort of thing, yeah. Ooh, you sexy boy. Nice. All right, next. Boob earmuffs. By the way, I'd come on to uh, Thunderstruck by ACDC. Yeah. I know Thunderbone, nah, 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 but nah. we're talking Thunderbone. about. <laughs> but we're Thunderbone. talking Thunderbone. <laughs> That's my stripper name. Is it Thunderbone? And I come on to Thunderstruck by ACDC. It starts off quiet. The yeah. lights go out. There's a fog machine. <laughs> you hear the and it builds up. Thunder. I was coming. Well, it doesn't work at that point, does it? You have to stop before the singing starts. Yeah, Sorry, sing. Brian Johnson, it's just not working. <laughs> so the next thing we've got is boob earmuffs, and Bo- they are shaped like boobs. Oh, boob is the, is the nipple on the inside or the no, outside? No, the outside. The outside. Nice. And it's furry on the inside, and it looks like two big boobs on the side of your head, and those are only nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Do you remember when there was, like, roses and chocolates and, you know, a nice night out with some candy? Can I put a little more effort into that? Yeah, yeah. Do some thinking. I'm a weirdo. Yeah, and this is stuff that makes memories. I yes. tell you, everything you've said and so, babies. everything you've said so far, 
is a gift for the woman that's for the benefit of the man. The man benefits from buying the pole. Do you see what I'm going? Yeah. The man benefits from buying booby earmuffs. There's nothing that the woman probably actually wants at the moment. Hold on. Hold okay, on. Early days, early days. Okay. Wiener cleaner soap. Wiener cleaner soap. You can get this for the grand price of six ninety nine. And it builds up quite a lather, apparently. It actually looks like a donut. <gasps> now you gotcha. can imagine, right? God, I'd never be out of the bathroom. You'd never see me. So this stimulating soap ring makes a hilarious gag gift for a boyfriend, a buddy who just got dumped, or what the heck? Treat yourself to some good, clean fun. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. It doesn't fit. <laughs> That's terrible. So you know what you do with the wiener cleaner then, right? I'm guessing it's like a pipe cleaner and you're putting your pipe in the yes. in the lifesaver. Yes, repeatedly, apparently. Uh-huh. You know? I'd be in the bath until my skin went pretty. <laughs> You've been in there three hours. I need, oh, a, yeah. I need a wee. Let me in. I need a wee. Now you said there isn't anything for the woman. Yes. Nothing Here's yet. The- Nothing you've mentioned so far has been for the woman's benefit. Well... How about this? Fifty Shades of Brown Lavatory Mist. Fifty Shades of Brown. <laughs> oh, God. $8.80 just for you. 80 Yes. Fifty Shades of Brown. Do you need a quick fix for a dramatically naughty bathroom? This Fifty Shades of Brown Lavatory Mist will subdue the insubordinate smells with fresh moss, mandarin, and amber. Think of it like a dressing... Your wild side up in a suit and tie and slowly beating it with leather whips and chains. Hang on a second. You said this was the... This is the the man. The man has dropped his guts, right, in the bathroom. Yes. He's had a curry the night before. So nothing says love on Valentine's Day than a spray that you can use to mask the smell of your man dropping his guts. Every woman wants that. Fifty Shades of Brown reminds me of when I caught amoebic dysentery in India. But it started out quite dark on that scale, and by the last day of amoebic dysentery, it was a very light shade. Almost, say, like almost water, I would suggest. Mm. Fifty shades of brown, beige, tan. Yes. Chestnut. Ochre. Ochre, that's a nice one. Yeah. Camel. Burnt Sienna. umber. <laughs> Camel brown. Camel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Camel brown. That's right. Okay, next gift. Are you ready? Yes, ready. This, for I the love woman. this. Yes. This one had me freaking rolling. Okay, imagine a nice ring box. Uh huh. Nice velvet ring box. Oh, yes, I, I, I can imagine a nice velvet ring box. This is the moon ring. It is 1895. And the moon ring is a ring box that contains no ring. Sorry. Disappointing. Instead, it contains a tiny butt that <gasps> farts when the box is open. <laughs> oh, no! oh, s- can you imagine? oh, that's so mean. It's, so it's mean. in a packed restaurant. You've just had your dinner. <laughs> the restaurant's packed on Valentine's Day. You suddenly fall down on one knee. Yeah. You present the velvet box the girls are- to the girl. <gasps> oh, the girls. She's crying. Everyone's taking photographs. Everyone's oh, stopped God. in the restaurant. Oh, oh, God. I just want you to know... <laughs> Uh, yes, you crack it open and this little butt farts at you. <laughs> I think it's totally worth it. Oh my god. I thought I'd use my grandmother's fart. 
Oh. <laughs> terrible. Okay, for those cold nights, and you can put this in your stocking if you want to. One last one, one last one. It's $8.95. It is the knitted Willy Warmer. Comes in three sizes, small, medium, and liar. And it looks like a willy. You slide it on like a glove. Mm. I just use one of those golf club covers. Mm, the putter. <laughs> <laughs> I was going with the three wood bouquet. Sandwich. <laughs> the putter. You're welcome. <laughs> There are some sensitive areas that can use more warmth during a night out. A night out? We'll put it back in there. <laughs> An air-conditioned room or maybe some just general nude sleeping. I'll put a pair of pants on. Well, that heater for your Peter is here to help. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I, I find... Is a wall really itchy? Do you not think wall's itchy? It could be cashmere. Cashmere. <laughs> That's going to be itchy. I'm sorry. I'll be scratching. Like a mitten for your... Well, you know what? It'll fit smooth as a glove. One size fits most. Or your putter. Hmm. Do you know there was a guy who had five willies and they said, how'd you get your pants on? And he says they fit like a glove. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery is Heather Morris, who what? finally managed to get back to four points with towels from Bosnia-Herzegovina with old women. With I don't healing. think that's right. No, I've checked the scores and it is. <laughs> Michelle's come second with six and a half points. Yay! But in first place, winning the $33,000 IR camera, it's me, apparently. I've scored eight. Do not fear, listener. <laughs> Remember, course. I'll be winning again next week with a yep. whole new bunch of stories at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions than answers with adrian lee you can also access my twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips and remember we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round we called not for your mother that we can't read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine if you access our archives everything will be there for you my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter the morris Tom drainer michelle corey and all of the international paranormal society interparanormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and mufon of minnesota it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting good night